0: here. This week's bonus interview is with actor Ted Sterner. Ted had a really interesting story because he started acting so late in life, but he had the passion at a younger age. While he was in high school, he worked at the Paramount Theater in Springfield, Massachusetts, and the gentleman that ran the theater was from Broadway. And then later in life, Ted was like, hmm, you know, that guy was really happy with what he did. So then Ted got started in acting. And he dove in head first. He's a real student. You'll hear from his stories every time that he steps foot on set. He's just not there to act. He's there to learn. So he's kind of like a sponge when he's there. He has quite the passion for it. And you'll hear it. And he loves helping out up and coming actors. So I'll put all Ted's information in the episode notes so you can keep tabs on him. You can check him out. And don't forget to subscribe. Because this Thursday, we have our interview with Joe Alves. He was Oscar nominated for his production design in Jaws. He worked on the second Jaws, and he also directed the third. Worked on Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Escape from New York, and so many other movies. And he has a great Steven Seagal story. So don't miss out, but first, listen to our interview with actor Ted Sterner. What I like to do with these is really just find out about people, how they got into acting, why they're doing it, so where does your story begin? Where'd you grow up?
1: I, I grew up in Ludlow, Massachusetts uh, in the, basically the Pioneer Valley area of Springfield mass oh okay it's it's some um, kind of a central portion of Massachusetts, just a few minute ride you're out in the Berkshires, but I um, went to high school there I went to O'Brien Munson Academy, back to high school. I was all over the place. but I didn't have a great childhood and and one of the, the the good things that happened was I, uh, I started working the Paramount theater here in Springfield and it was completely oh, cool. renovated. Oh yeah. It was beautiful. The It was the largest screen in, in Western mass, I believe. Um, so I became, I quickly became the stagehand and the go-to guy and the management came out of Broadway, believe it or not. and So I was the only one with a car at, you know, still 17 years old. So I ended up doing film running and, and running the stage Beatlemania was there and I, I was the gopher for that and and that that gentleman his name was Roger Stevens he he just loved Broadway he worked at Samuel French House of Plays and he tried me to t- tried to get me to take that that mask off I was hiding behind but uh that didn't work I was too young so <laughs> <laughs> years later and and going through marriage and having three children I I came to a point where the kids are going to the military and and uh, college. And I said, well, what am I going to do? I I'm tired of working on the house. You know what? uh I, And I thought about Roger and I said, you know, he, I remembered seeing him in Manhattan and, and uh he didn't have a lot, but he was very appreciative. And I, I said something, why would a person stay in an industry if they didn't get anything out of it? We're, we're so programmed to make money and all that. And it dawned on me that he really loved it. And and that's why I said, you know, I have to investigate this further because I did enjoy the high school troupe we had that visited all the, the elementary schools and the energy was great. And I said, I, I'm going to look into this. So that's how it all started. Five years ago, I was back in it.
0: And what was your first step into do, doing that? Were you like taking some classes or just reaching out to like the local theater? Well, that's interesting that you said that.
1: Of um, uh, Let's see. So she's 20. oh my gosh. <laughs> so my daughter at 14 years old um, uh, wanted to go to Barbizon, and and I don't I don't care for grooming schools and all that. But um, I became very active, and we went on 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 uh, uh, what do you call it? cruises with them. And she pulled out about the time out of the industry, about the time that I was going in, and I just saw the huge business that it was. And I said, you know, I, don't, I know I don't need all the classes that are offered out there. I know that for a fact. But the big question is, what classes don't you need? So I went right into New York and, and I hit this, uh, this national brand casting directors group that uh, basically was to just brush you up and keep your improv skills going. And I sat down and I knew I was in trouble. And uh, I did things like that. I went to Actors Connection and uh, threw myself under the bus there. And uh, I, I ended up going to Bates Wilder, Wilder at CP Casting in Boston, who was wonderful. And uh, I tried some other locals, and they weren't so wonderful. And I started seeing um, some undesirable things that I really didn't want to partake of. I wanted to learn to act. And uh, I called Rod Rowland, I don't know if you you would know Rod. I remember. Yeah. No. But he uh, he started with X Files. Oh, okay. And then started dating Jillian Anderson, and he worked with Schwarzenegger. He's been on a ton of stuff. And Rod to check him out. Yeah. And, uh, I called him and I said, "This is what I think is going on, and this is where I want to be, and this is what I need." And and immediately confirmed my suspicions, and and we took off. Um, and uh I haven't really had him for a coach for the last six months or so. Uh, we speak now and then. I have other people that i I run script with that are professionals um usually through skype and uh down out in l a so um once I learned script breakdown and and learned some tricky exercises, I started booking a lot of uh indie indie work and some professional work out of l a so that's, do,
0: you, uh, do you remember that first one that, that you cracked that you were able to get get in front of that camera huh? It mattered?
1: Um, well, I, I made the cut. I didn't have any dialogue. The dialogue didn't make the cut. That seems the way that it goes when you say Yeah. That. but But uh, that would have been Paranormal Lockdown on Discovery, one of the Discovery channels. Oh, cool. Uh, Desti- Destination America, I think it's called. Yeah, it was a Groff production production. Um, Paranormal lockdown is when they get locked in the house for 72 hours. And I was out here and, and just happened to get a call uh, Actually, how did that work? Somebody somebody sent a, a general notice and um, I answered it I Answered it and they said you're perfect. Come on in. They wanted a selfie and I just crawled out of a manhole <laughs> uh, and I, I have this. I do communications work and IT work, and and uh, underground buried communications work for a Class A radio uh, a railroad. And I just broke open incorrectly um, this composite to seal up wiring, and it squirted in my beard, and <laughs> it it was just chunks of it, and she. Goes, <laughs> she wants a selfie. So I sent the producer a selfie and explained and she said, "Oh, don't worry, you're perfect. You you're, you're going to be fine." So that was my first first time out there and they reached out a couple times um about uh what is it? Discovery ID and and so on and so forth. It's just, you know, it's hard to get into, it's hard to keep uh, active. But that was the first one.
0: One of the movies that I that I've seen that I really enjoyed was The Polka King. Oh yeah, <laughs> and you had like a little role in that.
1: Well, it you know it's it's funny now that with with digital filming and everything, you know, it used to be try to it used to be when they had film cameras, you know, try to save the film, get it right. Now they just run it and run it and run it and do huge amounts of of script and scene work, um, a lot of filler because they don't have to worry about being conservative. They can just swap out the card, you know, and and add the the, uh, the data, the, the film just save it on hard drive. So what happened was, uh, I believe that was, yep. Yeah, I, I got my agent up in Northern Boston and that same week, uh, my LA based manager at that time, uh, reached out to Annie Mohall, Um, so LDI casting in, around Providence. And, and I nailed that. And I met my, one of my friends there, um, at the wardrobe, they said, "Come dressed as a country, a country music producer." It's what we need for the Emmy. So I went and uh, I met up with my friend, and, and she's twenty five years my my junior. So it was pretty funny. They loved the idea because okay. LA. <laughs> and uh, you know we went through a lot, and we got all cut down to just one little tiny flash on the screen. So, <laughs> but that's how it starts. And that's how you get rid of your jitters. And that's how you see the professionals work. Um, Mr. Jack Black stood next to me, looked at me and said, boy, I dropped that line after one of the runs. I said, oh, yes, you did. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we just laugh because we're humans. And, and you know, the, the human error isn't going to be what picks off the producers. It's the, uh, the lack of knowledge and understanding or, or effort. So, you know, we just had a great time with, with uh, Mr. Black. And and there's some uh, funny things that went on in the back of the – behind him that I have to actually reach out and say, hey, look at this raw footage. You're going to die laughing. <laughs> I can't even think how much we did there. But it, it really turned out to be just a very small – I think we were on a TV in the grandmother's or the mother's living room as she was watching uh, – jack black semi awards so oh really yeah so we are it's like well does that really count for being in a film
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure it does if you saw oh, yeah, yourself you on know. that that's pretty cool so what would you say because you did some other background work uh space people too detroit oh, yeah. stronger what would you say was the first time that you were able to that you felt like hey i'm an actor that you're able to do a role that you enjoyed.
1: Um, well, first of all, the only background I have two vouchers. I need one more to become a union, and I'm not rushing till I, I move out of Massachusetts. Um, but I don't really do background anymore, oh, okay? Even on on indies, but for the society, um, it's a uh, I think that's Netflix. The society. Oh I, yeah. I took a background uh, role for that because I could get another voucher. Uh, Boston casting called me and said, No one's answering their phone, Ted. Please, we'll get you a voucher. Okay, you you got it. And it turned out to be very interesting. I saw the cinematographer on there, um, Attila Saley, I think that's how it's pronounced, that I had seen on other movies. And Attila started on X Files too. He's been around the world. He's a marvelous man. Oh, wow. And uh, I walked by and I said, You know, you're not supposed to talk to anybody, but we're adults. Those roles are there for the unleashed of heart and mouth (laughs) but i walked by and i said hey i tell i just want to say every time i see you you smile to me you wave to me you've shaken my hand you're a true gentleman that night we're friends on facebook and we've been following each other
0: oh that's cool
1: yeah there uh, you get the professional levels you know naturally he wasn't giving orders to his people and he wasn't working with the director at first second first ad um
0: and that was that was
1: a wonderful time if i if i have five minutes i'll tell you a little story yeah um i have met this woman i'm not going to give you her name on the set of the society in the scene where the adults are watching their children on a, a like a senior show in the auditorium and i walked in and this this lady came to me and said hi i said hey how you doing i said pretty good i said do you know what's going on here no, not really. I, I skipped work, and I don't really want it, anyone to know. I said, "Would you like to enjoy it some more?" I said, "I have a little little class I give. It's usually five classes, and it's called Set Ready, and I'll have you understanding in no time how this all works, and you will get some high-profile background shots so you can surprise your family." And she said, "Yes." Yeah. So I started explaining things, and I pointed out the the head PA, and his name's um, Scooter Karata out of L.A. I said, that's our friend Scooter. We're going to do whatever Scooter tells us to do. It doesn't matter. You just demonstrate that you, you know what you're doing. You don't look or talk to the principals. You don't look at the camera and you keep an eye line if you have to sweep the room and you do what you're told. She said, "Okay." So we did a little scene. They moved a group of younger PAs, moved her and I to the front of the auditorium and we stood there for about 45 minutes while they shot film in the back. And she was getting upset. And I said, Look, her name is Maria. I'll tell you that. So Maria, look, you, you want me to be your husband. That girl's our daughter. We're here for her. I said, you know, let us let's, let's get warm. Let's get warm with each other and, and relax. I said, We're gonna stay right here. We're not gonna move. So I started talking to her about our daughter and and you know, I just made up this backstory. And after about a half an hour, she goes, I get it. And I taught her about the moment. I taught her about, you know, being in the moment and communications. And I taught her some some dialogue. Sure enough, scooters people come over and grab us and bring us to this side. And the principals sit down in the office facing the stage to be watching the kids show. And they grabbed us and sat us right in the middle of the five principals. Third third row, fourth row from this camera the size of a VW. So it's- oh, wow. And she just said, "Oh my God!" And I looked at her. I said, "Scooter is our friend. You do what he says." They came and put the makeup on her, and and you know, and that wasn't that wasn't enough. After break, um, sure enough, we were uh, probably eight feet from the director and three feet from the camera for the opening of that particular scene. She's gone on to do some more acting, all because of you know a few excuse me a few hours. So. That's the effectiveness of, of my personal training. And I only, I only do a couple uh, people at a time. So. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So now, yeah, now it's, it's, it was fun. And I kind of, at that time, to answer your question, felt like I knew what was going on. And then there was this, a couple days later, I was able to go to De- uh, Danvers, Massachusetts for the same show. And in this particular place was beautiful. They had a full church built inside the studio with silk screens surrounding it for the outside uh, atmosphere. So you could see houses and it was wonderful. Um, so now I'm sitting down there with Mr. Kaiser and he's looking at me going, Oh, I just saw you. And who walks by as I'm sitting with the union steward? It was Attila, the cinematographer. And he's telling people what to do, and he stops, and he looks at me and says, Teddy, how are you? And he started talking to me, and, and the director in the first day, A.D., and the, the, the union steward looked at me like, who the hell are you? <laughs> <laughs> and it just comes down to, you know, uh, being friendly, being professional, showing an interest in other people and what they have going on, and just being positive. And that's that's when I knew that I was acclimating just fine, and uh, things were going to be just okay. That's when I felt like I was part of the industry. Well, that's. That was still just background. It's just you know. So now I don't do background unless it's a large, large uh, production company out of LA. Each time I go, then I meet the people I know and new people, and it's just fantastic.
0: Well, that's really cool, Ted. That's good, especially when you know something enough. To teach it to someone else, that's when you—that's when you kind of like reassure yourself that you know what's going on.
1: I do learn that way. I do. That's the way I learn. That's the way I teach some of the guys at work when we have problems technically. Yep. it works very well. It, it, it's worth it, you know. I—I I, my one of my—I can't say she's my student. She's had other training and such, but this young lady doesn't even have her demo reel yet, and New York's reaching out to her and, and asking her for resumes and come on to talk to us and and it just works if you know what you're doing and you demonstrate knowledge and the the understanding of the procedures then you're perceived as a professional if you just want to be a hard ass with the mask on and look like you know what you're doing they're going to see through that.
0: that that definitely
1: it's all good training you have to have training you have to come to the aha moments and when i try to teach I'm not going to explain to you everything I'm going to bring you to your own aha moment. And that's when it's rewarding, you know, so you just, I just have to get you to this position where, I mean, it's unfortunate we don't have the, uh, the video here because I could, I could bring you to an aha moment <laughs> within about 30 seconds. It's, I, I've had kids from Emerson in Philadelphia conservatory sit down and I've had them run the script and then I run the script and they just go, wow. Oh, that's these cool. Are, these are seniors. Now <laughs> <laughs> they haven't learned these things and it, which really bothers me because at least do, you know, a, a semester where, okay, this is how you're going to break down your script make sure that your nuance and your voice and your energy is correct. According to the script, because if they're not, and you go in on addition it shows and demonstrates to the casting director that you don't have good script breakdown skills. Now, if they submit you for a part to a production company with $50 million, $20 million, and you suck because you really can't do that, is that production company going to go back to that casting director?
0: No way. (laughs) No, you have
1: to demonstrate that you have developed skills, a method of breaking the script down And then I go a step further. I have a trick where I confirm that I am correct in my analysis and my responses to or my actions in in response to the beats and the the hurdles and the uh, obstacles that the person I'm across really is giving me. And then I go another step further, and I'm just going to say it's a series of exercises so I can take any adjustment you can give me. I've had casting directors in Long Island stand up and clap.
0: It's powerful. Thank you.
1: Can you do that the same way? I was hoping you'd ask me to do it different. (laughs) But you know, it's it's just um, really the time and the money you put into it. You can put in two hundred and fifty dollars for five week courses for the next four or five years, or you can just say, "Okay, I'm going to put down three thousand dollars, and we're going to be done in six months." You know, it's it depends how you want to do it. I still do not believe that if I didn't go to Rod, that I would be where I am today. And I'm not, ex- you know, I, 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 I'm becoming to coming to a point where um, I'm in the public and people are recognizing me a little bit. Oh, that's cool. Um, but, you know, I also have done commercials out here in my area too. But I, I definitely know I would not be as comfortable on set, walking on set, and this is a two-sided coin because you walk out there and you feel the flow. You feel it. You synthesize with the script. If everything's important to you, you're into the, the scene. And I wouldn't be here without Rod and, and Bates Wilder who started me off because they they, they brought you to the aha moments. Like I would still be doing you know energy ex- exercises and manifesting the spirit of a swan. No, I want to act. When you get in the green room, you might see who you're across You get on that set, they're going to do the blocking. You better be ready to run it with them because you're going to run it and you're going to leave. That's a professional. You're done. You're done for the day.
0: No, it's good that you took that, like what you learned, and you're able to teach it. Oh, yeah. And build upon it. And I, and I love teaching
1: it. Um, you know, the downside of walking in, being strutting your stuff, knowing that you've got this, and you're even – I, there's a, a couple smaller producers that will take my suggestions to heart um why don't you block it that way do this shot now you're right at the door oh yeah that's right <laughs> but the downside is you on these indie projects is you're across from people who don't realize they need training they don't realize what they sound like um They have to come to that aha moment, and that's what I do. They will go through indie project after indie project, being a fill-in for maybe a a supporting role or a bit piece, and the the, the little indie producer is going to tell you, you're wonderful, I love you, come back. So he has somebody. He'll never say, um, you need to watch Amy Jo Berman videos and you need to get a coach. they will never say that. And, you know, you, you're on set and I reach out and go, look, my friend, you, how much money did you spend? Why don't you call me? Let's talk. Give me 15 minutes and I'll change your life. Because that's what was done with me when I called Rod. I just, my whole head went, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And But they don't do it because they're offended. And then what happens, unfortunately, is after two years of running around doing indie films and not getting your... Your demo reel and 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 I'm waiting for mine. It's it's hard to get. I need to upgrade my mediocre work from years ago. But they they get discouraged and they drop out. And they forget that, you know, there was somebody that said, hey, look, it can be much more enjoyable for you. If you do things right, you don't have to memorize your script. I just got a few audition self tapes submitted to me from my short Hunter John that's coming up. Oh, cool! And there was only one uh, female that did well uh, with her nuance, and she read the script and she read what she was coming into the script with the moment before, but she tried to recreate the scene instead of just giving me it in front of a, a blue or green screen. So they don't—they need to demonstrate that technical skill to me because if it's not important, then when I ask you to do something on a set, especially Hunter John, the risk is you might not do it. Why? doesn't matter why (laughs) the shadow's wrong. The audio's wrong. There's something wrong. You have to do it this way. Just do it. That's what you get paid to do. So, you know, a lot of these, these younger folks and and even a couple other ones are just stubborn. I'll figure it out myself. Well, why are you trying to figure it out yourself? You're going to waste your money. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. Some people, it's just so hard to get through. How, let's go to Manhattan and start building a new city. Well, how about you go talk to the engineers? They already know how to do it, what does work, what doesn't work. And Or, or you know, put up new power lines. Well, why learn how to do it all over again? We figured it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and a lot of people don't realize that. So that's that's the, the flip side of the coin. It's hard for me. Um, I want to see people have a good life. You know, I've been through a lot of hard things. And it actually broke me, so I wasn't this hard, masked man this macho idiot um i realize you know you can go through the things you have to go through in life you don't have to do it aggressively and, and put other people down and they're trying to have a good day too and that's what i want to see everybody do is have a good day creating a light, an energy-based art form you got me rambling so
0: no that's awesome huh. no, i love when people go like that no because i love i love the passion that's why i love doing these interviews so I've talked to a lot of people that are just starting out or have been doing it in a few years, or people that have been industry writers, producers, directors, 30, 40 years. Mm-hmm. So, no, that's really, no, really cool. So I what, are, what are some of the things? I know you have a lot going on. What are some of the things that you can talk about that you have coming up that you're excited for?
1: Um, Well, I'm working on one big indie. I'm almost, almost done with that. And um, that's uh, Joe McGee, McGee Productions. He's actually an author that makes – some some quite humorous little little indie films that cgi isn't very good and you know (laughs) but it's it's a riot to work with them and we're learning together um well you know we're we we bust each other all the time because we i guess we have that common friendship but um what i did this year that i loved was uh we did one episode or uh, i would say the first of a series yeah um, off a spin off of The Dinner Party from Narrow Street Films in Chester, New Hampshire. They're a wonderful family of, of uh, actors. And Terry Trainer started Narrow Street Films. Just the whole family kicks in, and we have a great time doing our period piece. Oh, to, that's cool. 1906. Yeah, I'm the, uh, I'm the patriarch there, you know? <laughs> and it, it, it's funny, because if I grow my hair and let it, you know... I, kind of hunch over at the end of the day. Anyway, I'm afraid <laughs> the old man. That's he's a veteran of the civil war and is the only one in the, the family and probably the town that's sane. I just sit there looking around going, are these people stupid? What, what, you know, <laughs> overwhelmed. <laughs> the only one I care about is the, the, uh, the granddaughter because I, I want to see my great grandkids. So we did the, uh, the fair fight, which was, a um, the first sequel, and that was absolutely fantastic. Very nice gowns for the women, um, and and formal wear for the men. We had a huge, uh, all in fun kind of silly bar fight scene. Uh, a lot of slapstick, um, and good humor. Um, that that's I love that family. That's that's dear to my heart. Um, and then uh, my elixir of life too much juju is in post we did that last year i, I noticed and here's some advice to a lot of young people you, you get these producers that get their camera and they don't know how to budget and they get this attitude i call it it's wonderful that you're involved with my project isn't it okay i need you three weeks this three weekends this month and four weekends next month and what happens is they don't realize that it's not as nostalgic after a while for the actor using his money and eating pizza every weekend. Yeah. Projects (laughs) fail or people stop showing up or, or they don't budget and they, they, God, it's terrible. Too much gas money. So I started doing my own shorts and my own uh, pilots to be in one location, one set, one day shoot period. You might have to spin the camera around or walk 200 feet. But that's it,
0: yeah <laughs>
1: um, you know maybe maybe a second second location, uh, but I don't plan on that. so Juju was done uh, and I am I, like the worst actor I have to say out of that whole thing. I was so nervous with my own script. it wasn't funny but <laughs> but by the end of it I, I'm settled in and, and my my uh, character is quite hyper anyway, so it worked. but we did it. With uh, Salda Greco and Paul Stamper, Stamper's Media out of uh, Windsor Locks, uh, was the producer and cinematographer, and, and Salda Greco was the director. And we actually finished 16 pages in like six hours and without with an hour lunch. Oh, wow. Everybody was spot on. We had uh, Gunther Grambo from Grandpa's Cycle from Redbox, he was our bartender. And uh, we, had, we had a good group, and uh, Isabella Karanji. You look up Rizabella Karangi and Danny Felix, I coach them once in a while.
0: Oh, really? That's finished.
1: awesome. Yeah. The, Sal, the director, said, okay, guys, next we're up for, we're, we're freaking done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I knew the owner of the bar. It was a fantastic bar. It took me weeks and weeks to find a bar where I could shut off the HVAC and the, the compressors. And it was absolutely quiet. They're doing a wonderful job with that. Matter of fact, I know the owner of the bar and he left the taps open
0: for everybody to have a couple beers. So that that's that's very kind. That's yeah, always I good after a fine. long day. Yep. So, so that, one one that, of the things awesome. on there that caught my eye was JFK Jr. Right. That young man uh has put me
1: on there and I see that he's adding people to it. Um I think Daniel Francine is on there. Um, I gave her a little bit of the method I I, I used for script too. She's a, she's a friend of mine, beautiful lady. And he's just very slow. I think he's a student. Oh, okay. Um, I know a mutual friend of his, uh, who, who moves at the same speed. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, okay, kids, yeah, put it on there. I'll I'll be whoever you'd like me to be. Just let me know if I have to shave or grow my beard. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But he's slowly getting people together and, and uh, I think once he graduates in four years, we'll be up and
0: running. Oh, okay.
1: Hunter John is uh, the next project I have. And, and I've been having some trouble finding a young lady who can handle. Um, she's going to be taking out the killer. And in my, when you're watching or reading my script, you go, oh my God, there's the sexual undertones everywhere. And it's like, <laughs> no, n- not really. It's there for people to interpret anyway. They want to, you know. Um, she's being she was, you know, abducted by this guy and there's some blood on on her legs. And you can, you know, right away I had people going, Oh my god, what's that? And it's like, if that's what you want interpreted, yeah. You're the, you're the one with the the mind, not <laughs> me. Um, but she literally has to, to get to a point where she, she's going to have to be a little violent on me, Hunter John. And I designed it that way um, for her victory to be very sweet um, for for everybody that will be rooting for her. Um, and there's more to the story than that. It goes on and on and on. But I designed that one for maybe streaming outlets for shorts, for thrillers, with the potential for the lead to change whenever – whenever necessary if somebody likes a, a lead as uh in the killer series uh the hunter series pardon me then keep her or him on for as long as they they, they like them when they start losing some numbers and
0: kill them off <laughs> <laughs> no it's <laughs> right pretty cool yeah. you look pretty crazy in the photo on uh, IMDb.
1: oh you like that yeah
0: you see those eyes yeah that's pretty cool and the teeth Oh, the teeth. Yeah. I,
1: I, have a picture I'll send you later. When I walked out of the barn, I have a man cave in my barn on the second floor. So it's oh, sweet. 98% quiet. And, uh, that's where I did the teeth. I walked out of the barn with my hair a mess. Anyway, it was long, very long for that. And, uh, my wife just almost passed out because I, <laughs> I didn't have all the dirt in the, the raccoon eyes. It's yeah. Hence per uh, picture. But like the raccoon eyes, what you see there is a faux pas. That's a mistake of of makeup not communicating with the camera department um, because I didn't want the eyes that dark. Uh, Okay, I see it. So what I did was I wrote it in the script that right before the death of the hunter, um, their eyes become very dark. So it did work out. But that's what you see there. I was like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. I had these photographers. We are in a swamp. I was up to my crotch in and, and methane and leeches. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys couldn't tell me to take a makeup wipe and take some. Yeah. Off. But, you know, it, it, it went well. Everybody had a good time. And uh, it, it really put me into character what this maniac is, was like.
0: But um, That's cool, man. You're keeping busy. For somebody that just did it a few years ago. Yeah. It's really cool how much you love it and your passion, and you're able to take what you learn, help other people. Yep. And you have a lot going on right now. Sure. And, and you know a lot of people
1: say, well, how do you – I just had one the other day. Teddy, how do you get commercials? It's like, well, do you work weekends? No. I said, first, do you have any characters you made up on a little – even a still of a character you made up? Go to tedsterner.com, and you can see all the pictures and characters I made up. Crazy teeth, crazy hair, sick. Uh, it's all makeup and lights. And no, I don't have any of that. I said I booked uh, uh, quite uh, the whole campaign for one of the credit unions in Pioneer Valley on a an audition. I just happened to post in a friend's side who owns a media outlet. No way. So it, then I was on the radio, and oh yes, yeah, I'm your rich uncle Reggie. Everybody wants a Rechungle Reggie, you know, that type of thing. I like that. Now
0: I listened to that reel. That was pretty cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, you know, we're learning. We're piecing it together. I'm learning and I'm piecing it together. My, my audio equipment's gone, unfortunately. So what you hear is most of it is, is professional. So I make up another one. I'm going to be ready for, matter of fact, I'll probably be uh, finishing it up tomorrow and sending it out there, putting it out there. But if you can't get in with that group, And you're in a union area, it's because, well, I know in L.A., they just want union because they don't want to deal with the paperwork. They don't have to deal with the non-union paperwork. New York, there's some non-union stuff going on, but you have to get out there. So what do you do? You work Saturday and Sunday? I forgot his name, Bill. No. So, well, why don't you go over to one of these small production companies and say, I'd like to do an internship and help out around here and get to know the ropes. And they're, they're probably going to start you out sweeping, but all of a sudden when you show your country and just one of their weekend workers is probably going to want some time off. And that's when you start acting and you start showing them that you have a personality and you can be somebody else and let it out and you're going to start getting work. That's
0: great advice.
1: It's sacrifice. Everything worthwhile you sacrifice for. I'm still sacrificing, you know, it's a, uh, that's where you start. But now people call me and say, Hey, will you be in this pilot? Will you be? Uh, we have Coman, uh, Co Moms. And I'm sorry, the, the woman's name is Rav Jot, R A V J O T. And I can't pronounce the rest of it. <laughs> She's a beautiful person, but um, I cannot pronounce the rest of her name. And it's, I don't have it handy. But you can look up Rav Jot for Co Moms. She's all over the Eastern seaboard um, with her her work. Uh, co-Moms was fun I was uh tony a a uh, orphanage representative oh wow yeah and there's a a complaint against the co-moms um, so i came i had I had some good energy changes from when they first charmed me to the end <laughs> 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 but yeah That's it's awesome. very interesting and very doable i I don't you know it really kills me doug to Think about so many people, so much talent that's being lost because they're spending thousands of dollars and it's not the training's not going anywhere for them. Um, some of the studios, I do wonderful. Some of the casting departments, if there's not a lot of work, I have to ask myself, do they want you to be a good dialogue actor quickly or do they want to make money off you as background? I don't know. But I don't want to be waiting around. When I took my intermediate course in Boston, I knew more than the other people. I knew how to hit my mark. I knew what it was. I knew what it was to get back to your ones. I knew what it was, all the terminology that's useful. I knew, and they weren't teaching us that. I ended up running the camera, and that's when I called Rod. I said, something's wrong. Um, I don't want to be a student of acting. I want to learn. I don't need to know the history of acting to get up there and and be the creepy guy or be the <laughs> I have to be right in doing that itself you see my point yeah so there's no reason I mean if you're if you're your listeners want to look up tedsterner.com yeah
0: I'm gonna put all the links out. in the notes of the episode and I'll yeah, make sure to, be sure
1: to glad to talk to them and skype with them
0: yeah um, totally
1: really because it, it will make a difference and even if it let's say it's it's Advice for a child. I spent tens of thousands of dollars for my daughter. And why not sit down and talk with me? We'll have a pizza for the next three three weeks. And I'll guarantee you, 90% of the kids, when when the work comes, don't want to do it. So I just saved you thousands of dollars.
0: (laughs) So listen, if you guys are listening, reach out to Ted. I'll put the links in the episode notes and, uh, he could save you some money and help you out.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, we'll help you out. I, I, one, one young girl cuts my hair still her boyfriend called me and said, can you get me an audition? Can you tell me how to do it? And when I was done with him, he said, I see an audition. I would have went to, to Boston, New York and just came home. I said, yeah, auditions are fun. But if you want to do that, then let's audition. I'll teach you how to do it in front of a camera, and we'll, we'll do it for a lot cheaper, and you won't walk away embarrassed. So what I'm saying is there's, there's information you need to demonstrate and the proficiency you need to reach to be successful. And the best part is if you find you don't do it, you don't want to do it, or it's not something you thought because it's totally different than what you think it is, if you get to that point, you save thousands of dollars. And that's, you know, I don't want anybody to go through the financial disaster I'm going through because all that, all the schooling, <laughs> you know, it's such, that's the demise of the families, you know, the colleges and everything, I think, for, for my finances anyway. Yeah. So that's what I offer. And right now there's a Dream Studios in West Springfield. I'm just filling out a, conspect, a conspectus and a synopsis about laying out this basic acting uh, plan for a workshop over there. And then from where I would bring the people, they'll walk away knowing their brand, knowing which professional coach they could go to, let's say Cat Shea in L.A. for children and teens, Rod Rowland if you want to be the bad boy, uh, or like Javier Bardem, that type of thing, or do you want to do um, maybe like uh, the Charles Playhouse and plays, and they'd send you to Bates Wilder but you'll know your brand. You know what you need. You can continue with me and I can wrap you up tight so you can walk right into those relationships and not have to be worried about the the definitions of the words you need or might not need. You can get right to learning what they're trying to teach you.
0: That would be a lot of fun for you. But that's
1: what I'm laying out right now. So, you know, um, hopefully I can get there, get the report and the suggestions to the, to the studio, you know, and, and just get people involved in such a manner that they enjoy learning. And uh, they, I'm to a point now I forget the cameras there and that's where you want to be.
0: That's good. Yeah. That's, that's from what I hear from a lot of people, that's what they want to do.
1: Yep. So, you know, and you, you can, you can at least sit down and learn the four or five rules of background and you can be in a movie, right? Cause there's a big difference. You want to be in a movie, you want to be an actor. So, a lot of people go, oh, I don't want to do that. I just want to be in a movie. Okay, well, I'll make a phone call. and We'll see if we can set you up and get you on a movie. Um, that doesn't always work, but there's a way of getting their attention every time. So okay. yeah, that's something I keep.
0: <laughs> well, that's awesome, Ted. Well, make sure to send me any links that you want me to put in the episode notes. I'll probably put this out in the next month or two, and then I'll have your IMDB, everything so people can keep tabs on you.
1: Oh thank you very much yeah that's my i m d b rating is is doing wonderful uh I don't know who's visiting but keep up the good work I love it. <laughs> because let's face it i'm I'm a new actor and and uh new actors don't make the cut a lot in dialogue but it it's happening and uh you know i I have people calling me now you also will get print work even at my age one of them is uh kind of like a, a healthcare type of print ads for different types of clothing for needs. And everybody laughed at that, but I made $500 in two hours. There you go. 250 bucks
0: I mean, an hour. That's good. Yeah,
1: you can you can laugh all you want. there, boys, but what did you do today? I had a beautiful yeah. woman putting on makeup and doing my hair, and I went and made good money. <laughs> so you know, once you get out there and you get your face in certain places, um, you'll be picked up, you know. Uh, Uh, I got one from Boston Casting, I think it was, for, they didn't tell me. They said, 500 bucks, show up at this address. And, of course, you know, there's never any numbers on businesses. (laughs) And I was 10 minutes late, and they had no problem. They stood me up, and they put a Confederate coat on me from, from the Civil War. Oh, wow. And they started putting on the beard, the long white beard. And I was like, what's going on? Well, they weren't telling us um, until everybody was there. And they said, what's happening is the Gettysburg um, Museum in Pennsylvania. noticed that when kids are out walking through the field going into monuments, they're on their phones. So they're not learning anything. So they started this project. I hope it goes through. I think it's a great idea. And the project's going to have a very nice winding road going through the fields the whole where the war took place and and meandering meeting at different points, the monuments that are there. And then there's some in the woods too. No one ever sees. So now they're going to be able to see them and drive slowly past them, get on their social media and then hear the information associated with a three-dimensional character. And I was Robert E. Lee.
0: Whoa, that's that's qu- quite the honor. It's a pretty I would, big role.
1: I, that was my first book report. I said, God, it must be a sign.
0: <laughs> oh, wow, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and that was a big role. So you're going to see me when you drive by all decked out and glaring at you. <laughs> <laughs> that's my eyes. I can't help it. So, you know, just different things are going to come your way, and, and you're, gonna I, I, you're going to make money. You're going to, if you practice what you are taught, you will make money. And that's hard. You know, we like to move our head. We like to move our head when we're talking to the camera. And here's something no one thinks about, Doug. And you've heard it. When someone gains weight, it's shown very, very easily in the camera, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You see these um, news anchors, and they're ultra skinny in real life because it adds 20% to your body fat, to your body weight. You've heard that. Oh, yeah. But that's a reflective light, that's a reflection. Causing that seeming, seemingly magnification. So, if it does that with light energy, and you're bouncing all over, it's shaking your head, trying to make your point in the commercial, that looks like like you've got some type of tremor or something. You have yeah, <laughs> to, you have to learn to be very still and communicate with your eyes and your in your mouth. I, I like a little hand movement. I think I've got a little Ted Knight in me. But
0: <laughs> that's a good. Um, that's a good guy to. To, Something to mention like that.
1: <laughs> Something <laughs> like that, you have to practice because you want to try to move and give, you know convince the person to buy this product. But when you do that, it, it's the movement is magnified and it's terrible. So if you practice what you're told and you do right things at the right time, you don't waste money on headshots and sights and all these other things before you know how to act, you're gonna do okay. Get a mentor. Get a mentor. Send me $5 in, in coffee to your favorite, my favorite place <laughs> coffee in the morning and call me once a week and say, what should I do now? Should I do this yet? Um, You know, why are you making a resume when you haven't had your first acting class yet?
0: Yeah, now that makes a lot of sense. You know, no, I hope people reach out to you so I'll have everything in the notes. Yeah, that'll be good. Ted, you know, you, know, you know a lot and it was really good to be able to hear your stories, how you got started, and just how much you learned. And I wish you the best, and uh, we'll keep in touch. Thank you for having me, and uh, yeah, do do as you will. And um,
1: I'm going to promote your show on my Facebook, of course. And it's been fantastic. I we'll keep in touch, and I'll keep you updated on what's going on. Maybe we'll definitely, man. Have some coffee when I come out your way.
0: Oh no, definitely. Or yeah. if I come up there, okay. <laughs> yeah, give me a holler. All right, man. Have a great night.
1: Hey, thank you. You too.
0: Bye.